Blog Talk Radio. Regalia, Yala'a, Nawa, 
Shalom, Shashamoya, Hana, Yala'a Noam, Wala'a Yashan, Shashalomar, Yasha Allah, Yahawah Shamarya, Yahawah Tizalya, Ayl, Yam Yam Ya, Hashemash, Yala'a, Hakaya, Ayawam, Wala'a, Halabina, Balayala, Yahawah, Yashamarya, Yashamar, Nepasha, Yahawa, Yashamar, Havalakya, Wabubaaya, Maaitha, Waai, Awalam, Amam. Alright, alright, alright. You're gonna learn today. Alright, alright, alright. You're gonna learn today. Alright, 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 alright. Shalom, good morning. Welcome once again to another episode of ISBHBK Presents Bible Talk. Um, uh, my name is Mashaba. I am one of the teachers with the ISBHBK, that is the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge. With school locations in San Antonio, Texas, Houston, Texas, Norfolk, Virginia, and Rochester, New York, as far as being of the ISBHBK, the Israelite School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge. We are Hebrew Israelites, um, and we, we've been teaching uh, this truth um, here in San Antonio um, under the Sword of Truth since 1992, as a matter of fact, 1993. Um, uh, the, 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 there was a camp established here in, in, in San Antonio, Texas, and we've we branched out uh, since then. Uh, coming from uh, headquarters, if you will, uh, 1 West 125th Street, uh, the, the original seven elders, um, uh, those elders being uh, Masha, Ariah, Yaquab, Lahav, Yeshaya, Shar, and Kazakh. Did I get it right? Masha, Arya, Yaikwa, Lahab, Yeshaya, Shah, and Gazak. Yeah, they, they were, those are the original seven elders at 1 West 125th Street, um, uh, being the disciples under the tutelage of the brother Abba Bivens, um, who And they were the first ones to really come out with the information and really, really being decisive that uh, the so called Negroes, West Indians, Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Dominicans, Cubans, North American Indians, similar Indians, Argentinians, Chileans, Brazilians, Colombians, Panamanians, and so-called Mexicans, that we are the biblical Israelites, that, that our true heritage, our lineage, our ancestry, our bloodlines tra- trace back directly to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, that, that we are, the, we are the, the descendants of those people that Moses freed from the Egyptians um, and walked through the Red Sea led to Mount Sinai and actually heard the voice of God, um, the Ten Commandments, um, who dwelt in the wilderness for that 40 years um, and then eventually came into the promised land. Um, that we are those people. That, that's the truth of our, of our identity. That's who we, who we truly are. And that, again, the, the honor and, and, and uh, acknowledgement to the elders for their hard work, their dedication, um, their diligence, uh, uh, for, for years, um, from, from 1969, um, 
out, out, out in the highways and byways of, of uh, 44th and Broadway in New York City, um, teaching um, that Christ is black. Uh, and if, if you understand that this started in 1969, uh, in, in the late 60s, that it was, it was some real turbulent times. Um, that, and it had it never been heard of. The idea that Jesus Christ would be, is black and start coming out with the historical evidence, coming out with the biblical evidence, coming out with the, um, uh, the archaeology, that that was unheard of at the time, that there had been so much whitewashing and, and to where so many people, even to this day in, in 2022, are still under the impression that the, the Bible is a so-called white man's book that was written by the white man or Caucasians, uh, two Caucasians, about Caucasians, and the archaeology just, just proves different. The archaeology proves different. The history proves different. The, the, the prophecies that are in the Bible that, say, uh, that would occur to the Hebrew Israelites, uh, the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, it, it fits like a hand in a glove to the so-called Negroes, West Indians, Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Dominicans, Cubans, North American Indians, Finland Indians, Argentinians, Chileans, Brazilians, Colombians, and, and so-called Panamanians here in the Western Hemisphere, um, knowing and understanding that um, the 12 tribes have been scattered to the four corners of the earth. Um, as, as it was said, one of the curses, that, were, that were, one of the punishments that would uh, befall us as Israelites for us not keeping our covenant with God, for us not keeping the commandments, laws, statutes, and judgments of the Heavenly Father as he committed them to us through the hand of Moses um, during that 40 years in the wilderness, that if we didn't uphold our end of the, of, of the, of the contract, if we didn't uphold our end of the covenant, there would be certain um, uh, punishments or curses that would befall us. And let me go ahead and pull it up real quick. Uh, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 28. Just real quick. Deuteronomy chapter 28. And I'm going to read verse 15 first, y'all. I'm going to read verse 15. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 15. And this is what it says. In, in Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 15. First, I'm going to start at verse 1. Uh, I'm going to start at verse 1. Now, Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 1. And remember, this is Moses speaking to the Israelites. Right? This, is, this is Moses speaking to our forefathers, our ancestors. Right? Speaking to the, the nation of Israel. Uh, the 12 tribes. And this is what was said. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 1. And it says, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. So upon the Israelite, our, our obedience um, and, and submission to God's law, statutes, and commandments, the Lord will set the Israelites above all nations of the earth. And what's that mean to be above? Above in, in every sense of the term, above. Um, uh, financially, um, health-wise, um, moral, uh, our morals, our standards uh, would be above everybody else on the planet. All right. Uh, Brothers and sisters, please hold on one second. I'm, I'm getting a call.
will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold. Sirens and semis pop Judah keep vexing Ephraim When will the envy stop? No love for any cops That's what got Kenny shot Y'all drinking Henny shots I'm investing in penny stocks They give me props 
rapping, teaching, debating unity while Satan trying to weaken the nation. Cops in my community kill us with every opportunity. No justice or peace, the police get immunity. Look, rubber bullets and riot suits when they gear up. Asking where the love went, cause judgment is near us. And kids rather pour up a foe and sip the syrup. Then learn about how the black Moors ruled in Europe. We divided by economic material skills. My people are serial victims of imperialism. I tell the truth and the food. I apologize about that. Apologies about that. Um uh you know let me let me go ahead and take this time right now uh to to, to throw some names out there for a prayer list. Um um uh you know the scripture tells us in, in James it says that the prayer of righteous people righteous men availeth much. So I would just like to ask that um, there's certain people right now who are going through some health issues, um health problems. Um if you could please add them to your prayer list. <coughs> Um, my wife's mother is is is, is recovering uh, right now um, from uh, liver damage and kidney failure. Um, if, if everybody could please add add add, um, add her to on, on your prayer list. Um, the sister uh, Becky up in Albuquerque uh, is going through a little something right now. If you could please add her to the prayer list. Um, uh, if you could add the sister uh, Kiosha to the prayer list. The sister just had a heart transplant, believe it or not, y'all. She just had a heart transplant um, about a, two weeks ago. Um, you, uh, and she's recovering, and she's out the hospital. But let's go ahead and please add her to, the, to, the, um, uh, to your prayer list. Um, who else? Uh, uh, Bonavad's son, Yohanna, uh, just had hernia surgery. Uh, if you could please add him to the prayer list. Uh, the brother Yanawathan up in Albuquerque, <clears throat> his mother just passed away uh, two days ago, as a matter of fact. Uh, if you could please add him and, and the family to the prayer list. Uh, the brother um, uh, Yahanava, his rib, uh, Yakayal, if I'm, if I'm saying that correctly, um, is going through some. If you could please add, add her to the prayer list. Um, you know, as you pray for all Israel and pray for everybody who might be sick um, uh, in, in these days. Uh, just please add, uh, add them to your to your prayer list and everything. Um, uh, please add uh, the brother Gabakawa's uh, mother uh, to the prayer list, his father to the prayer list, um, and even his sister Robin. Please add them to the prayer list. Um, please add the brother um, uh, Yama uh, to your prayer list. A lot of y'all might remember him um, before he changed his name. Yahanada up there from Extreme Knowledge in Albuquerque. Uh, please add them to your prayer list um, as, as we're going through the, the, these times um, uh, of unity. And remembering that the scripture also tells us um, that there's going to be any consolation, um, any vows of mercies, um, uh, it, uh, any compassion, any consolation uh, that we want to esteem others better than ourselves and, and pray for another person's riches and not, and, and, and not for our own. So, if, uh, if, if while everybody's on in your personal journeys uh, throughout the day, throughout the week, what have you, uh, please add add these brothers and sisters to your uh, uh, families, uh, to your prayer list as as uh, that's the most time I look out for them. Okay, um, as we do pray for for the health and recovery, and and the quick return of of our, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Yahweh Shai, uh, to come and save all of us, and to wipe away all tears. Um, where there's no more death, there's no more sickness, there's no more pain, um, as, we, as we do patiently and eagerly await 
um, uh, his return to set the earth and set everything back in order um, and, and, and it's right in the right function is in his right way um, we still want to we want to esteem others we want to think about others and and, and you use this time to uh, not want to be selfish where it tells us Christ warned us that in Matthew chapter 24 that the love of many verse uh, 12 and 13 that the love of many is gonna wax cold uh, in these last days, uh, in, in the days before he, he he does get here, that everybody's love, that everybody's going to tend to be want to be selfish, and only and be victimized, and only think about what they might be going through, and not and not uh, consider or understand or remember that this was about um, loving your neighbor as you love yourself. That one example we can receive from our forefathers, the Israelites, is that the Israelites got greedy. Our, our forefathers got very selfish and only thinking about what they were going through, only thinking about their own, um, uh, their own bliss, their own pleasures, their own, uh, just thinking about themselves as individuals and forgetting that it was about the nation, that the Israelites were supposed to be the example to the world of unity, of, of uh, having the greatest morals, um, having the greatest uh, uh, um, uh, community standards. I, I don't know how to say it any better than that. Uh, to be an example to the rest of the world, um, that to be an example of having the, the most functional families, as and uh, as opposed to the dysfunctional families um, um, that are evident throughout throughout society. Um, that all the commandments that God gave the Israelites, as I'm returning back to, to the scripture we was going over, all the law that God gave the Israelites was how to love one another. That's what each tenant of the law was directing the Israelites to be doing, um, to keep the law. Remember that it says in, in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, that the law wasn't made for uh, a righteous man, but for the lawless, the, the um, uh, uh, murderers, um, uh, those that were greedy, whoremongers, or what have you, um, those that deposit themselves with mankind. That that's why God gave us the law, so we can learn how to love one another, to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Um, and this is what the Israelites, this is what our forefathers, this is what we got away from, <clears throat> uh, to where we got to acting like the nations as, as, and not wanting to fulfill the duties, the job, the position, the calling that God gave the Israelites to be the example, to be the light to the rest of the world of how things are supposed to be done properly. Um, therefore, we, got, we, we, we lost our blessings. So coming back to Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 1, uh, it says, and it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. Um, and also, you know, prayer request also for, for Amen. <laughs> that's, my, that, that's my aunt, uh, for, for Amen. Uh, she's going to do a little something also. Uh, uh, be with her. Right. Um, uh, and also for uh, the sister Liz, Liz Jamison, um, who was just diagnosed with, uh, with, with cancer. Um, let's, let's, let's go ahead now again. Uh, uh, shout out to them, man. man please add them to your prayer on, on your on your prayer requests. So, for the Israelites to obey God's commandments, the Lord will set the Israelites on high above all nations of the earth. Right, to be the example to the rest of the nations of how to live, of what to do, um, of how to love, right? That 
when God, when the scripture tells that God is love, he truly is. God really is about love. And he, he, and he wanted the Israelites to be the example to the rest of the world. Okay. Similar to the mindset of, okay, you've tried the rest. Now try the best. You've done everything. You've tried everything else, living under every other philosophy, every other doctrine, um, living under every other influence, every other vice that, that the world has to offer, and you see how you're living. Um, and you see what, what's going on with, um, um, with, with different societies, with different kingdoms, with different, with different, um, uh, just with different people. Now here are the Israelites now living under God's statutes, commandments, laws, judgments. Now, living this way, this prevents these other problems. This prevents the wars. This prevents the civil uprisings. This prevents the, um, uh, the birth defects. This prevents the, uh, uh, the different diseases. By eating the, the, the dietary law that God had, 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 had established, by eating his dietary law, this ensures a long life, a long, healthy, prosperous life to where um, you get the most out of life by, by following these, these dietary laws, by eating this way, and by giving the land time to rest. Um, this is following God's commandments, that this is the way that the world should be operating. And here's an example of, of how it should be done. And this is, what, this is what's going to be the blessing given to the Israelites for doing things that way. Jumping down, to verse, jumping down now to verse 15. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 15, and it says, But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee, that there's going to be certain punishments to, uh, to the Israelites, for the Israelites not obeying and establishing the laws, statutes, commandments of God, not showing but being the example to the world of what God's love is, how God's love is is dispersed, how God's love um, is uh, is is established. That if we didn't want to do things God's way, for God's purpose, God's plan, the bigger picture that there was going to be certain curses, certain punishments that the, we as Israelites were going to have to endure as, as punishments because we didn't want to establish God's laws, statutes, commandments, or God's judgments to be able to judge things the same way God judges things. Now we jump down to verse 64, cutting to the chase, and, and what I'm expanding on right now. Going down, jumping down to verse 64, Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 64, and it says, uh, and the Lord shall scatter thee among all, let me do this. Um, I'm going to verse 63. Um, from chapter, from Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 15, all the way through 68, it's describing the, the, and prophesying the certain punishments that would befall the Israelites for us not keeping his commandments, his laws, his statutes, and showing the world how God loves, okay, uh, and to love one another um, as you love yourself. That for us not doing these things, there's going to be certain uh, punishments, again, that was going to befall us, just to keep re- re- reiterating that point. Now, verse 63, Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 63. 
and it shall come to pass that as the Lord rejoiced over you to do you good and to multiply you, so the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you and to bring you to naught, and ye shall be plucked from off the land whither thou goest to possess it, that it was never God's intention that, that the wicked should die. It was never God's intention just to, just to be killing people. That was never his intention. He wanted us to live, but in the anger that we provoked in the Lord God by not wanting to do things his way, and for all the warnings that God gave the Israelites, gave our forefathers, which we're going, to, we're going to cover a little bit today, that and not want to do things his way so that the world would be at peace, so that the world would know how to live, there wouldn't be animals extinct. There wouldn't be, because of selfishness and the pride and greed, there wouldn't be the, the, the pollutions that have polluted the, the, the air, the water, the land, people's minds, to where there's so many photochemicals um, uh, in the waters that now you have actual... Uh, in nature, because of, 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 the, of the chemicals that have been released in, 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 into the water, into the oceans, into the air, that animals are now changing their, their nature to be homosexual. That, that the whole earth is mourning. Because the way God prescribed things, the way God dictated things, was not being adhered to. There was nobody to be that example of living the way God wanted us to live. All it was was everybody going for self. Everybody going and following, them, doing them. You only live once. I'll try anything. Have it your way. Um, uh, if it feels good, do it. Uh, obey your thirst. By living this type of mindsets, which was already in the world, that look at, this, this is the state of the world that we're living in today. It, it thinks it's only getting worse. And remember, this was a, this was after the Lord destroyed the earth with the flood at the time of Noah. That there was already had been a got a time when God had to reset the earth because everybody was already all nations, all people were already living their best lives as according to them, not according to what God had dictated. Everybody was already um, following their own imaginations. And following their own righteousness, following their own ideas of, of and own morals, if they had any morals, that it, it really was the mindset of if it feels good to you, do it, no matter who it hurts, no matter what's going on, no matter um, uh, uh, the consequences, do it. So I come back now after the flood and set the Israelites up for the example to the rest of the world of how, how to live and to avoid Another destruct uh, ELE. Um, what is it? The ELE was uh, extinction, extension level event. So now avoid this. Now with with water, but next time it's gonna be with fire because of the promise he made with Noah with the rainbow that he would never his, his on his word he would never destroy the whole earth again with a flood well with water. But to avoid that. To have the Israelites now set up to be the example, the light, the beacon to the rest of the world of how to live. Because the Israelites did not want to do this and hold that. The Lord was going to have to get us. 
We provoked him to anger. And remember, God already told us he's a jealous God. It's not like he hid that from us. It's not like that was something he hid, like, like now the Lord is, is, is pulling a fast one. But now the Lord is like, oh, we, I, God, we didn't know you was like this. No, he told my name is, as a matter of fact, he tells me, my name is jealous. He's a jealous God. So for us not to keep our end of the bargain, for us to not keep our end of the contract, yeah. When, just think about that for a second, y'all. Get, get a mental picture of what that might look like. What will make a jealous person happy? Would it not be revenge? Or some type of vengeance? Or some type of lashing out? Yeah. That's what we're reading about when we read Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 63. And it should come to pass. That as the Lord rejoiced over you to do you good and to multiply you, so the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you and to bring you to naught. And ye shall be plucked from off the land whither thou goest to possess it. But just think about this for a minute. We know one of the commandments of God, um, what is the, the sixth commandment? Honor your father and mother, that you might receive a blessing. No, that's not the sixth commandment. The fourth, fourth commandment. Honor your father and mother, that you might receive a blessing. When we don't keep that commandment, think about this. Think about how, how, how in a functional family, the parents have provided a, a, a home for their children, a happy home for their children, some type of security, some type of, 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 of protection, a roof over the head, food, um, nurture, care, or what have you. <clears throat> and then for that child to be, get so disrespectful, so stubborn, so, so rebellious, that the laws, the rules of the house have been established to help keep peace, order, um, happiness within the house. And now you have this child, and when I say child, I'm, I'm speaking uh, one of the children, right? one, one of the children become, becomes of age, and like it says in the scriptures, that this child now becomes a drunkard. This child now becomes lazy. This child now becomes is 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 this the highest of disrespect that, that can be imagined? Do the parents are still should the parents still allow this child? I want to say child. I'm, talk, I'm talking about like in their twenties or what have you to get to the point where now you just let them stay with you. Or does it get to the point where if you're not going to respect this house and, and the order that's in this house and, how, and the rules of this house, then you got to go. You're not, you can't stay and still enjoy the privileges of the protection, of the security, of, the, of whatever privileges. If it's, you're not paying rent. Um, you don't have to pay none of the bills. Uh, you don't bring no food up in this house. And now you just, you, you go out and you work, you come and, and whatever money you scrounge up, however you might get your money, you come in, you're a drunk, you come in, um, uh, it's all about you, 
and you don't help towards the productivity of the house at all, you got to go. That's how we as, as, as humans know how that works. If you're not going to respect the rules, then you got to go. You can't stay here and, and, and enjoy the – it's not a right for you to stay here, that you're going to enjoy the privileges of being here, but you're not going to have to respect anything within the house. You got to go. Take that same mentality and understand how God was talking to the Israelites here in Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 63. It's that same type of mentality. The most I wanted us to be in the promised land. He was probably putting us in, in, in the best position possible. That he, he, we were being blessed above anything with food, with shelter, with wealth, with, with, with um, uh, the ability to, to multiply and have more and more kids and have to worry about uh, rent, food, uh, clothes, um, uh, uh, welfare, um, well-being, uh, or some type of health insurance, whatever. We didn't have to worry about any of that. We were real, literally being taken care of. Go back and read the scriptures that when the Israelites lived in the promised land, you read about seven, it, it was nothing for somebody to have 20 kids, 30 kids, um, for um, a man to have 70 kids. That was nothing. For the wealth and everything that, that, we was, that was being given to us as a privilege, To, to come into these type of situations, it was no thing. We weren't living in, uh, on, in dirt, uh, dirt floor shacks. We weren't living in some shanty town. No, we had well, We had the most I was giving it to us in, in, uh, in, in buckets uh, to be able to, to, to not have to even worry about these type of things. The, and, and not have to worry about, again, a child being, having be birth defects. There, there was no, no child left behind. Um, there wasn't no uh, violence or, or had to worry about um, uh, gangs in the neighborhoods, that the gang is not raising, raising a child because the parents aren't there because you have latchkey kids, you have um, uh, the projects or, the, or there's a lack of community centers um, for, 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 for kids to be uh, uh, engaged or keep their minds occupied. We didn't have to go through any of that. We didn't have to deal with any of that type of stuff. But then we got to the point where, again, we got so selfish and so greedy and so prideful that we, we did not keep upholding God's laws, God's statutes, God's commandments, God's way of doing things. So now God had to come back now, cool. Now, yeah, I'm going to rejoice. You got to go. You got, you're not going to stay and, and continue and in, to enjoy the benefits of staying in this land. You don't have a right. To any of this, this is a privilege, and you have we had to uphold our end of the privilege, our end of the bargain. Verse sixty-four, Deuteronomy chapter twenty, verse sixty-four, reading on. And the Lord shall scatter thee among all people, from the one end of the earth even unto the other, and there thou shalt serve other gods, which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, even wood and stone. So one of the punishments that was going to befall us as Israelites is that we were going to be scattered. Um, among all people, right? They're going to be scattered among all people. So as I was just opening up the, the, this class and talking about the, the so-called Negroes, West Indians, Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Dominicans, Cubans, North American Indians, similar Indians, Argentinians, Chileans, Brazilians, Colombians, Panamanians, so-called Mexicans, which is true, um, that 
there are Israelites that have been scattered among all people, right? That there are Israelites who have been scattered amongst all people. To give an example, um, um, uh, from help, this might help with a visual example. During the Vietnam War, just, just go, go there for an example. During the Vietnam War, a lot of, of, of so-called Negroes, Latinos, and Native Americans went to Vietnam. And a lot of those men got the Filipino, uh, the Vietnamese people pregnant and left their seed over there in Vietnam. Now, in going over there and getting so many women pregnant, impregnating so many women in Vietnam, we know the man carries the seed according to the Bible. Now, those children, as, the, as the, those military men came back to, to, to the States, they left their seed and their children over there in Vietnam. So even though those children might have grew up because the mother was Vietnamese and they grew up speaking the Vietnamese language, they grew up eating from the Vietnamese culture, they grew up even looking very Vietnamese. The truth of the matter is that their seed, they are still Israelites. They are still, you even say Israelites, they're still American. Let me say it like that to try to help, just help with this, this, this mental picture, that they would still be, they're still American because their fathers impregnated the women over there that they're still American. Because even white, there's a lot of white boys, white, white guys, white soldiers, Caucasian soldiers. They did the same thing. They went over there and impregnated a lot of the Vietnamese women. And even though those children came out dark, speaking Vietnamese, eating Vietnamese food, um, worshiping whatever Vietnamese and participating in the Vietnamese culture, they're still what their father is. If their father was Caucasian and left his seat over there, they, those children might have came out dark, but they still go back to what their father is. Just like for a lot of the, the Israelites that went over there and left seed, left children, that those children that came from those, those, those soldiers that happened to be so-called Negroes, Latinos, and Native Americans, those children that were left over there are still Israelites. They're still, they're still the Israelites, even though they don't know it. And even though they grew up speaking Vietnamese, entrenched in the Vietnamese culture, and and living as Vietnamese, the truth of the matter is they're still traced. To, their lineage, according to God, was to be traced back to Negro, Latino, Native American. We go back to uh, Germany, World War One, World War Two. Um, a lot of Israelites, a lot of Native Americans, a lot of Negroes, Latinos, Native Americans went over to Germany for World War I, World War II, and got with a lot of German, German females, got with a lot of French females, got with a lot of English females, and left seed over there, left children over there. And those children from, you know, Amsterdam, Switzerland, um, England, Germany, uh, like I said, France, Italy, uh, Rome, Sicily, Europe, a lot of the, the American Negroes, Latinos, and Native Americans that went overseas like that, just from, from World War One and World War Two, they left a lot of seed in these cities, in these places. Now, those children, like, if anybody remembers the, um, uh, the music group Mini Vanilli, uh, that, that uh, were German citizens, <clears throat> But you go back and trace the lineage and, and trace who they were, 
their fathers were from the Americas, but had went over there and left seed over there in it happened to be Germany. So these 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 guys happened they were actually Israelites even though they grew up in Germany. Just to give an example. Even though they grew up in Germany, speaking German, uh, had German citizenship, according to the Bible, they would still be Israelites. Okay? Um, the, the, the War of 1812, the Spanish-American War, uh, where a lot of, Israel, a lot of, of so-called Mexicans uh, were taken by the Spanish to the Philippines, uh, to, to the, the South Pacific Islands, to uh, uh, Hawaii, Guam. Uh, uh, Samoa. There was a lot of Mexicans that was taken over there, and guess what? Left a lot of seed. Left a lot of seed. Impregnated a lot of women over there. So guess what? They might have grew up Samoan. Might have grew up uh, eating spam if you're from Hawaii, uh, and, and pineapple, and doing the luau's, and and. Uh, doing all the dances and getting all the tattoos and, and, and all the culture of the Samoans or the Hawaiians or the South Pacific Islanders or the Filipinos. But guess what? When you trace them back, they still were traced back to being Israelites. They were still traced back to being so-called Negroes, Latinos, or Mexicans, still Israelites. But now, just like the prophecy says in verse, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 64, and the Lord shall scatter thee. And who is the thee? The Israelites. The Lord shall scatter thee among all people from the one end of the earth even unto the other. And there thou shalt serve other gods, which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, even wood and stone. So just to give a, a, a visual example of just in our, our uh, enslavement here in the, in the Americas and from some of, several of the wars that have been fought since America was founded, the War of 1812, uh, World War I, World War II, um, the, the Korean War. How, I'm going to forget that. The Korean War uh, can be added to this list. The uh, 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 Vietnam uh, War, that there was a lot of children, a lot of seed that was left overseas by not just Negroes, so-called Negroes, uh, Latinos, and Native Americans. Well, Caucasians also did the same thing. But for, for those that trace back to being so-called Negroes, um, uh, Latinos, or so-called uh, Native Americans, a lot of seed has been left all over the earth. Now, let's take it back even further, that when the Israelites, were, when we were chased out of, out of Jerusalem in 70 AD by the Romans, and many of us went down into Africa, well, guess what? We, we assimilated and, and, and intermingled with a lot of the African peoples there in Africa. And a lot of seed was left over there. The Yoruba, the Igbos, um, uh, Nigeria, uh, Ghana, uh, Timbuktu. Um, I'm not familiar with all the countries and cities uh, there in, in Africa, but there was a lot of seed that was left over there. That uh, Yes, true. A lot of Israelites came over on the slave ships. Uh, to the Americas, most of them going to uh, South America and Central America to work the, the sugar plantations and the uh, cotton plantations, and then also coming here to the Americas um, and, and, and the Caribbean islands. But there was still a lot of Israelites that was left 
over there in Africa. And then there was a lot of Israelites that went into India. A lot of, a lot of Israelites that, that intermingled with um, the Chinese, uh, with the Japanese, um, that there have been Israelites have left their sea and been scattered and have been worshiping um, uh, everything from Buddha, everything from, from uh, Hare Krishna, everything from the Shaolin Temple, everything from, from whatever customs and things that might be going on in, 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 in Africa among the, the Zulu people or, or whoever, that there's still a lot of Israelites that have been, <coughs> that left as a remnant in those, in those particular places. Spain. You know that Spain, before it was called Spain, was called Iberia. That there was a lot of Israelites that had, we took over, not calling themselves Israelites, but Iberians or Anglo-Saxons or, or Gauls and Visigoths and, and, and um, the Goths. That, a lot of Israelites, a lot of Israelites left their seed throughout the, throughout the, the millenniums in all these different types of places. This is why we get the understanding that when Christ came back and told us in Matthew, the 20th chapter, we told the disciples, going to all the nations, uh, baptizing in the name of Jesus, saying, repent, because guess what? There have been Israelites left in every nation. So it's not that you're uh, a quote-unquote, just because you believe in Christ, you're a spiritual, spiritual, spiritual uh, Israelite, like what the Protestant church teaches, but there was actual physical, physical Israelites left throughout all the nations, that really are bloodline remnants of the 12 tribes. That, they, that, that they, their lineage can be traced, not just through DNA, but that they really are Israelites. Truly. Bloodline. We are Israelites. But because of our, of our, of our sins and because of our uh, and the, of the punishments, is that we want to be scattered among all people. Um, I, believe, I kind of want to go into this, but I don't. Verse, verse uh, 65. And among these nations shalt thou find no ease, neither shalt the sole of thy foot have rest. For the Lord shall give thee there a trembling heart and a filling of eyes and sorrow of mind. And thy life shall hang in doubt right before thee, and thou shalt fear day and night, and shalt have none assurance of thy life. In the morning thou shalt say, Would God it were even. And in the evening thou shalt say, Would God it were morning. For the fear of thine heart, wherewith thou shalt fear, and for the sight of thine eyes, which thou shalt see. So, understanding that we're going to have to face these punishments. And we've been facing these punishments for the longest of times. All right, for the longest of times. Let's now, uh, let me take this opportunity now to get into um, the, the title of the topic of the class. I'm, I'm right at an hour. Um, let's use this time to get, use this time to get in the title of the topic of this class. Hopefully that the segue, I, 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 I've laid it out there uh, detailed enough or clear enough. Let's get into what now is biblical salvation. Right, let's deal with this topic of what biblical salvation is. Because because of the teachings from Christianity, because of the teachings from hell, even books like The Art of War, because of, of different philosophies and different um, uh, opinions 
a lot of people think they have their idea of what salvation is. Not think they, and they swear on it. They're ready to give their lives on what they believe salvation is. But I titled this class Biblical Salvation because I actually really want to go through the scriptures and go through the, the word of God and get what is God's idea of salvation. Knowing that, okay, as we just read some of the punishments that was going to be for the Israelites, that we were going to be scattered to all nations and that we was going to live in fear. Uh, we was going to live in, in fear that there'd be no assurance of our life, that we, we'd be subject to terror. We'd be subject to um, uh, uh, a lack of human rights. We'd be subject to a lack of civil, civil rights, that there'd be, there'd be much injustice committed against the Israelites, against us, and, and we now understand why, because we have not been obeying the laws and commandments of the Lord our God that was prescribed to us at Mount Sinai and through our 40-year um, um, travels in the wilderness, that the constitution of God, and it, it, it's funny just in, in thinking about that word constitution, for as much as people have been taught through Christianity that nobody can keep all the laws of God, but yet we, but people are ready to swear and die by the United States Constitution for those who might live here in, in the States. You're ready to die to uphold the United States Constitution. And for all the, the, the statutes and, 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 and uh, articles and, and, and what have you, that people can live and uphold all those laws and all those, so you got all types of lawyers and, and, and uh, militia groups raised up to uphold the, 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 the statutes and, the, and the, the things given in the Constitution. Well, damn, how is it that a person can live by the statutes of the Constitution of America, which are subject to change and have more laws added down there daily, but now when it comes to the law of such commandments of God, which is the Constitution, now the, 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 the influence that's been waged against us is nobody can keep all the commandments of God. I'm going to do that quick search, y'all. I don't even know if this is possible. I don't even know if this is possible when I'm, when I'm about to look up. I'm, I'm going to see, I'm, and y'all can hear me do it. How many laws are there in, in America? According to Wikipedia, Congress has enacted approximately 200 to 600 statutes during each of its 115 biennial terms, so that more than 30,000 statutes have been enacted since 1789. I don't know if everybody heard that. I just, it, it just popped in my head. <laughs> it just popped in my, <laughs> it just popped in my head. But did y'all hear this? And I'm, I'm going to read again. The question I asked was, how many laws are there in America. And it says Congress has enacted approximately 200 to 600 statutes during each of its 115 uh, bilineal by, uh, by terms, and that more than 30,000 statutes have been um, enacted since 17. 89. Over 30,000 statutes have been enacted since 1789. In the Bible, we have 618, 619 commandments in the Bible. 
But the belief that's been given is that nobody can keep the law, all the laws of God. But the United States Congress, since 1789, since 1789, has enacted over 200 to 600 statutes each term for the past 115 years, totaling over 30,000 laws and statutes just for America. But those can be upheld. But the laws of God can't? I'm, bringing, I'm trying to bring this fact out and bring this to light to see how much of, 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 of a, we've been bamboozled, to see how much we've been lied to, to see how much we, we've been um, uh, uh, led astray. And, to the, and, to, and really believing nobody keep all the commandments of God. And just one of the many uh, uh, deceptive devices of the devil. As one of the many deceptive tools that's been used to deceive us. To where, like we just read, we will be scattered among all nations, among all people, and we'll be forced to serve other gods other laws, other constitutions, other commandments, other statutes. Because we could we didn't we didn't keep God's commandments and God's statutes. Now it'd be subject to what over thirty thousand? Good Lord. So with that, like I said, and dealing now with biblical salvation, this is the well I really hope hope I can 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 bring this out with, with, with some understanding. Um, that let's just go. Let's walk through the Bible. All right. Let's walk through the Word of God and get God's understanding about salvation. All right. First scripture I'd like to go to, uh, if you would join me, is Isaiah chapter thirty-three and verse six. The book of Isaiah chapter thirty-three and verse six. And it says, "And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times, and strength of salvation." The fear of the Lord is his treasure. So I, I started here with this scripture because it tells us that wisdom and knowledge shall be the, the, the stability of that times. What's going to keep us stable is wisdom and knowledge. Obviously, since we're reading from the Bible, it's going to be prescribed by God's wisdom and God's knowledge. That's what's going to keep stability. That's what's going to keep global stability. That's what's going to keep um, uh, um, a family stability. That's going to keep an individual stability. It's God's wisdom and God's knowledge. That's what's going to keep things stable. That if we're going by God's wisdom and God's knowledge, we know that on a global level, God gave each nation their own land. And that in establishing and keeping God's knowledge and God's wisdom, there would, be, there would be no wars. There'd be no wars for resources. There'd be no wars for, for having invaded another, another person's land for their resources. That each country, each nation was given their land, and the resources of their land would provide for their people. That's Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 7 and 8. When the Lord divides to the nations their inheritance, 
when he separated the sons of of of, of Adam, he gave. Um, let, let me pull that up. I'm, I'm I'm paraphrasing. Let me just pull it up real quick. When we come to Deuteronomy chapter thirty-two. Verse 7 and 8. Uh, Deuteronomy 32, verse 7 says, Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask thy father, and he will, will show thee. Thy elders, and they will tell thee. That if you want to know how things, how, how were things done originally? How are things supposed to be set up? Verse 8, it says, When the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance, when he separated the sons of Adam, he said, the balance of the people according to the number of the children of Israel, that each people had their own land. Each nation was given their own land with their own boundaries, with their own culture. If we were respected God's wisdom and God's knowledge in doing these things, then there would be no wars. There wouldn't be no conquering or the need to conquer or invade for the sake of resources, for the sake of more wealth, for the sake of more anything of Everybody would have their own. There's another scripture in Proverbs that says, don't remove the ancient landmarks. Therefore, the land that was given to, to Moab, that was their land. No need to invade it. For the land that was given to Elam, that was their land. No need to invade it. For the land that was given to, to Canaan, that was their land. Don't invade it. For the land that was given to, to Cush, the Ethiopians, that's theirs. Don't invade it. For the lands that was given to Japheth, those are their lands. Don't invade. That everybody would have their own land, and guess what? There would be a global peace. Just in keeping those commandments, or keeping that wisdom, and keeping that knowledge, there would be there would be stability. That if we did have import and exports and trades among nations, then in keeping God's wisdom and God's knowledge that if we did it the way God prescribed, then, again, there'd be just weights and measures. That it would be an equality and justice in importing and exporting. That it wouldn't be the the capitalist, I'm just trying to get over on you. That that I'm going to take advantage of you. Or even keep God's commandment as far as uh, not... Uh, usurping of, uh, 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 not authority, not usurping um, uh, usury. If somebody borrows this amount of money, then that's all they owe. There ain't no taxes, there ain't no interest on that. Y- y- your, your, your country was going through a famine. Cool. We'll go ahead and, and, and extend charity. We'll extend help. We'll extend mercy. Cool. There's not going to be a need for interest on a loan. There's not going to be a need for, okay, well, you know what? We're going to help you out, but we need this part of your land. We need, we need access to, we need to be given land rights to this part of your land for the next 20 years, the next 70 years. It wouldn't have been nothing like that. There wouldn't have been no, no, no oppressions. If we would have just kept God's wisdom and God's knowledge, for the stability of times. Obviously, that was not observed. Obviously, that was not observed. 
on a global level. And if we can look at trace these things, again, all the way down to a family, not to commit incest, not, not to, to love your father, love your mother, to not kill, steal, lie, uh, commit adultery. Um, just in observing those things, there would be a, a, a stability within the family structure. On a family structure. So there wouldn't be, no again, no dysfunction. There wouldn't be no molestations. There wouldn't be any um, uh, uh, pervertedness. If we just would kept God's wisdom, God's knowledge on those type of things and keeping God's laws, those 619 laws compared to the 30,000 in America since 1789, there would would be stability within the households. If there's stability in households, there would be stability in communities. Stability in communities would be stability in the country. Stability in the country would be stability in the nation. Stability in the nation will be stability on a global level. It's all interconnected. So it says again, Isaiah chapter 33, verse 6, and wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of the times and strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Now I want to pull out, of, out of, at this particular time of the scripture is that wisdom and knowledge will be the strength of salvation. To use God's wisdom and God's knowledge, that's going to be the strength of salvation. For us now, that, that obviously we, we didn't keep God's commandments, we didn't keep God's laws, we didn't observe how God's definition or direction of what love actually is, so now we're facing much, much dysfunction. We're facing the lack of stability, from economic stability to, to, to COVID just hitting uh, health uh, stability. That so we're past this, we're past that. Okay, that that we didn't have not been applying God's wisdom, God's knowledge. So there's no stability anywhere. Now let's deal with or look at or or face. Now what's going to be the strength of salvation? How strong is 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 God's salvation going to affect us? How powerful will God's salvation be? by applying and now using his wisdom and his knowledge, doing things his way, looking at God's perspective, then now that's going to be the strength of our salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. To fear God, to respect God, to do things God's way, that is God's treasure. That's what's viable to God. Not, not a business degree. Not an economic degree. Not in investing in Bitcoin, not in joining a gang, joining a, a union, joining a fraternity in, 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 in school. That's not going to be the strength of, that's not going to be stable, and that's not going to ensure the strength of a person's salvation. It's going to be how well we now, at this time, but we are now in the game, how well do we now start using God's wisdom and uh, adhere and pay attention to God's knowledge? Not the knowledge of our own, not the knowledge of the nations that we've been scattered to, and now we're using that nas- the national influence of America, how America does things, and we're trying to put that with God's salvation and go work. That God's, that, that the America's wisdom and America's knowledge 
That's not going to be the strength of our salvation. How Americans are saved from problems. For what they use, for the wisdom that, that Americans use, the wisdom that the knowledge that Americans use to try and, and establish stability. America's idea of stability is a bigger gun. That's why the police officers, which are supposed to be peace officers, carry what? Guns, tasers, handcuffs, nightsticks. That's their wisdom and their knowledge about to keep peace. If you don't agree with me, I'll just beat you down. I'll kill you. That's the American idea of wisdom and knowledge. The American idea of wisdom and knowledge is getting a degree. The American idea of wisdom and knowledge is uh, 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 getting good health care insurance. America's idea of wisdom and knowledge is to vote your leadership in. That's not going to ensure stability. For as much as Americans voted, supposedly uh, voted Barack Obama in office, what stability came to, so, quote, unquote, black America, Latino America, Native American America? What stability came from voting in a black president? None. What stability has come from, um, I don't even know her damn name, Joe Biden's uh, vice president, a female vice president? What, what, what stability has that brought to so-called Negroes, Latinos, and Native Americans. What stability has that brought to America? None. But America's wisdom and knowledge dictates what? Register to vote. You got to vote. You got to let your voice be heard. That's American wisdom. That's not God's wisdom. That's not God's knowledge. How many, how many people with master's degrees are unemployed right now? You, 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 you built up thousands upon thousands of dollars worth of uh, uh, school debt and paying whatever college tuition that you had to pay off. And yeah, Biden just signed the bill to try and write off some of your, your, your tuition. Yeah. Meaningless. But, okay, yeah. But how many people have spent thousands upon thousands of dollars to get their master's degrees, double master's? And unemployed, or literally, you got a master's degree so you can become a waitress. That your master's degree was enough to now have you become a waitress. With a master's degree, become a hostess with a master's degree. That's not stability. That mindset is not keeping you stable. Guess who is keeping stable? The people who own those colleges. The corporations and the boards that run those colleges, that run those schools, that run those tech, those tech schools or whatever, is benefiting them. It got them stable. Just like with Brett Favre stealing over what, $5 million worth of welfare funds from welfare recipients to build his daughter a volleyball annex in Mississippi? 
that's got them stable, but not those welfare recipients that that money was stolen from, swindled from. That wisdom and knowledge does not benefit the common man. America's wisdom and knowledge does not benefit the common person. It doesn't keep, it doesn't bring stability into into homes. For as much as as when COVID first hit, when COVID hit and and everybody was getting those um uh those checks. What 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 um what do you call those checks? The uh not the COVID checks, but the um oh man, that word is escaping my mind. Um. The stimulus checks. How temporary was that stability? At first it seemed, yeah, great. Oh, this is going to, oh, okay, finally. Okay, so we're losing jobs. We can't go to work. Everybody has got the shelter in, in place. Cool. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? There's no toilet paper. Y'all remember that? Got the stimulus checks. That was like putting the bandit on the amputation. As soon as all that unemployment money ran out. And everybody's going to get back to work. As soon as you couldn't defer the, the, the welfare anymore, couldn't defer the unemployment no more, then they say, look, you got to go out and get a job because the welfare money is about to be cut off. How temporary was that solution? And inflation is steadily rising. It's back to where go in somebody's stores, y'all. Go in somebody's stores, and again, the, 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 the old Mother Hubbard went to the cupboard. The shelves are getting bare. And again, I'm just, I'm just trying to get some depth. I'm trying to get some, some, some understanding to as much as we keep using the wisdom and knowledge of America, that really is not stability. That really is not stability. Come on, Amazon, as, as much as during COVID, when, when, when deliveries shot through the roof to where a lot of malls were shutting down, a lot of department stores started shutting down, and now everybody started getting everything delivered. If you, if you worked uh, uh, Grubhub, DoorDash, um, uh, Postmates, Uber Eats, oh, you, money was good. Money was good because nobody wanted to leave their homes. So the delivery, oh, through the roof. That seemed like that was going to be the, the, the answer to everything. Amazon, good Lord. Amazon was building factories across America because of how much people were getting stuff not delivered to them. Amazon, right, the week, the week of, of Thanksgiving, let go of 10,000 employees, 10 thousand employees Elon Musk took over Twitter and let go how many people from Twitter Twitter saw an increase uh, uh, in, in its um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for and how many people registered and was using Twitter because everybody had the shelter in place 
and was having to find some type of way of communicating or, or staying in touch or, or being entertained, Elon Musk comes in and, and fired how many people? Come on, y'all. Bitcoin. That that huge Bitcoin company, um, I, I don't know the name. I'm not really familiar with the name because I never got invested or never really thought it was worth a damn. But lost over, what, $53 billion? Billion with a B? God. But remember, Bitcoin was supposed to be the answer. That wisdom and that knowledge, that was supposed to now, this was going to keep me stable. This was not going to keep me going. No. The world's wisdom and the world's knowledge, matter of fact, it tells you first Corinthians chapter 1, that the wisdom of this world is foolish with God. To keep trying to think that the wisdom of this world is going to keep you stable and keep you safe and keep you good, Kanye West, $11 billion, $11 billion, B, billion dollars. He was worth $11 billion. Did that keep him stable? Has that kept him stable? No. No. How many celebrities have had to go to jail, literally go to jail for tax evasion? From Lauren Hill, Wesley Snipes. And, and I'm only using those names because they're of my peer group. I'm 53 years old, so I, I, I remember them, you know, coming up and everything. They, they, they were really looked up to and, 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 and admired. Uh, they were celebrities. It seemed untouchable. Y'all had to go to jail for tax evasion? But it seemed like y'all, were untu- y'all had the money. Y'all had the, the prestige. Y'all had the, the, the celebrity. They had a lot of the rest of us looking up, looking up to y'all, wanting to follow in y'all's footsteps, wanting to follow y'all's path. But it didn't work for y'all. So again, in taking a look at Isaiah chapter 33, verse 6, verse 6, Isaiah chapter 33, verse 6, and wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times and strength of salvation. The strength of our salvation is God's wisdom, and God's knowledge. That is going to be the strength of our salvation because the, the fear of the Lord is his treasure. That's what God values. You want to be saved? Then give God what he values. Invest into God's treasure. BMF. I saw what some of that... Uh, the other night, the BMF story was that the Black Mafia family with, with Big Meech or whatever. At one time, they they had so much money, they were the ones that made it famous going to the club and making it rain, going there dropping thirty thousand a night, ten thousand a night, twenty thousand a night. And like Big Meech was known for saying, like nigga, if if, if we if we came and spent thirty thousand dollars, we didn't bring all of it with us. The ones that you know put Jacob the Jeweler on and and and. I mean, put Atlanta on them. I mean, flossing. Flossing. What are you at now? That at one time, I mean, you had rappers rapping about them, thinking about it, talking about them. 
Big Rock, Big Meech, Larry Hoover. Some people think become an entertainer is going to be the, the stability of that time and stream of salvation. Look how they did Michael Jackson. Look how they did Bill Cosby. Look how they did R. Kelly. James Brown. Prince. How many, how many entertainers have the story that they got robbed? They got cheated. They signed contracts. That was what that DEF CON 3 was about. It was about the contracts that had been signed that you don't even own your name anymore. You don't even own your name because of the contract you signed. Dave Chappelle said he couldn't, if you wanted to start another, uh, another show, he cannot use his own name to start another show because when he signed that contract, they owned his, they owned his name. That's why Prince turned his name into a, a, a symbol. That's why Kanye now is, is, is going under Ye and no longer Kanye because they own the name. They, and, and owning the name, they own that brand. But that was supposed to be some stability at one time. Like Vicky said, it was all a dream. It's, it's been all a dream. So if we want to deal with God's salvation, the strength of God's salvation, we have to be using God's wisdom and God's knowledge. From there, let's go to Psalm chapter 119, verse 155. Let's go to Psalm chapter 119, verse 155. All right, let's go to Psalms, the 119th Psalms and the 155th verse. Psalm chapter 119, verse 155. Salvation is far from the wicked. <laughs> Matter of fact, hold up. Ah, that one just came to mind. Give me one second, y'all. Give me one second, one second, one second. Most said to write this twice. First, we're going to go to um, Isaiah chapter 48, verse 22. Holding this, holding Psalm chapter 119, verse 155, it says, salvation is far from the wicked. Take this out, y'all. In Isaiah chapter 48, verse 22, holding, put a bookmark here in Psalm chapter 119, verse 155. When we go to Isaiah chapter 48, verse 22, it says, there is no peace, said the Lord, unto the wicked. There ain't going to be no peace. It's not going to last. Not only did, the most I say that, remember when somebody says something twice, they, they mean it? <laughs> That's Isaiah chapter 48, verse 22. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 57, verse 21 now. And guess what it reads in Isaiah 57, 21? There is no peace, says my God, to the wicked. If, if you're being wicked, but now let's go back to the Psalm chapter 119, verse 155. Why is there no peace for the wicked? And why is salvation going to be far from the wicked? Going back to Psalm chapter 119, verse 155. Salvation is far from the wicked, for they seek not thy statutes. Peace and salvation, stability is going to be far from the wicked because the wicked does not seek God's statutes. 
the wicked be more quick than want to try and follow the 30,000 the 30, statutes of American Constitution, the American laws don't want to have nothing to do with the 619 laws of God. We want to deal with the 48 laws of power. Or we read 50 cents book, the 50 laws of power. But we don't want to deal with the 619 laws of God that direct the person how to love their neighbor, the same way that they love themselves. To put others first, esteem others better than yourself, to seek another's wealth and not your own. Salvation is far from the wicked. Peace is going, is going to be far from the wicked. Why? According to Psalm 119, verse 155, where they seek not thy statutes. They're not trying to go by God's laws. It's all about self-serving, self-pleasure, self, the way the world does things, not the way God wants things done. That's why salvation is going to be far from the wicked. If we're not seeking God's statutes, how God does things, God's laws, God's judgments, as far as God's salvation, forget about it. You know, it's like if I give you a bank account, right? If you don't put, if you don't invest into the bank account, you can't withdraw from the bank account. Don't that make sense? If you put nothing in, you can't get nothing out. If we don't invest into God's salvation and God's treasure, how can, to, to expect that God's going to save you? How is that justice? How is that fair? That's preposterous. That is ludicrous. But as the Bible says, that's sottish. That's stupid. So if we're dealing with salvation, and I hope I'm driving this point home. I hope that I'm starting to make this point evident. That if we're looking for salvation but not using God's wisdom and God's knowledge, we're not seeking to do things the way God wants things done, but it's still according to how the world dictates or prescribes or defines things. It's still coming from what my parents say wisdom is. It's still coming from that my idea of wisdom and knowledge is coming from, coming from an idol I might look up to. If it's an American idol, if it's an uh, 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 industry idol, if it's a, a mogul, that I'm looking up to. If it's the GOAT, whether it be from basketball, whether it be, again, in, in, in business, in entrepreneurship, and in, in, in whatever it might be, I'm looking to them, but I'm not seeking God's statutes. I'm not seeking to do it the way God wants it done by using God's wisdom and God's knowledge. Salvation is going to be far from the wicked. If we're not even trying to look into the Bible, read the Bible, and get any understanding how God wants things done, but everything is still based on how I feel, you don't want God's salvation. Or you might want it, but you're not going to get it. Psalms, chapter 119, verse 155. Salvation is far from the wicked. Why? 
for they seek not thy statutes. Yeah, I'm going to let marinate for a minute. I'm going to let that marinate for a minute. I'm going to let that seek in for a minute. If we're not studying, you know, 2 Timothy 3.15, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. If we're not trying to do that, then we don't want, then a person really is not seeking God's salvation. You want your degree. You want your, your, your street knowledge, how many guns you get, how, how much dope you sell, um, uh, your, your 501, your, your 501c3. Your uh, uh, 401k, your your insurance, um, the way you work in life insurance, uh, that you can borrow money against yourself or what have you. If if that's what you're looking for to be your stability and be your salvation, that's going to be so temporary. But it's going to have nothing to do with God's salvation. The energy and the spirit and the time, you invest into that, but you could be investing into the 613 laws, 619 laws of God. 619, 713, one of the two. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, can't be, I can't be sorry. I'm, um, <clears throat> what more can be said? And the point I'm trying to really drive with this, brothers and sisters, is how much we really have to be going and and seeking God's wisdom and God's knowledge. It cannot be based on an intuition. It cannot be based on your instincts. It cannot be based on a dream or or a feeling or or what have you. This is going to take work. 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. It's going to take work. What work is it for you to go, 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 you know what, I'm going to sleep on it. What work is that? I'm going to sleep on it and see see, see, see what a dream tells me. How is that work? And how is that rightly dividing the word of truth? How is that studying? That that mentality does not match what the scripture says to do. So now salvation is going to be far from the wicked. For they seek not thy statutes. From there, let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. The book of 2 Timothy, the third chapter and the 15th verse. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. And it reads, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. And that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. They said, we're supposed to be knowing the scriptures from the time we were children. 
Now, let me see if I'll put this in here. I'm not sure if I did or not. Um, okay, remember that. You know what? Let's go there. Let's go there. Matter of fact, if you uh, if you're at the the blogstarradio.com uh, and you're listening in through through the blogstarradio.com. You see that that let me pull that up too. <clears throat> you see where uh, where the scripture I'm opening up with is uh, it's a it's a it's a breakdown it's a commentary from uh, dealing with Second uh, Timothy chapter three verse fifteen. All right, y'all, hold on one second, please. Hold on one second. Good and plenty, 
But up north they rip out pages to puff sense But the saints study intensely Cause it's riches in me But to the wicked I ain't looking And you can run around wildin' looking in the sky Or you can read me Choose life or die Who's right but I Man, a two for an eye The water's broke loose Now the fire's gonna fry I'm the Bible I'm the Bible I'm holding keys to survival I'm here to strengthen God's saints And the water's I'm vital the Bible. I'm the Bible I'm telling you Stop serving these idols Ain't no other God The Lord holding that title I'm the Bible I'm the Bible Original Holy Scrolls Comfort lonely souls With the oracles of the moral code. I'm the Bible I'm the Bible I'm trying to Yes, y'all, it is the Bible, right? It is the Bible. Cool. So from 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, let me, let me, let me catch up with y'all again. Uh, now, I do want to read this commentary. That's why I need to pull this up. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15. And again, and it reads, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation, through faith which is in Christ Jesus. We're supposed to be knowing the scriptures from the time that we're children. For as much as as we can make sure our kids know about some Foster the Snowman, we can make sure our kids know about some um, Easter. Here comes Peter Conwell, hopping down the bunny tail. Hippity hoppity, each is on his way. As much as we can make sure kids know about the um, uh, the great the great pumpkin, as much as we can make sure kids know about some anime, as much as kids can get on a, on a, on an iPod, uh, iPad, and and can, can pull up YouTube, don't even know how to read and write, but know how to find the icons to pull up YouTube, to pull up their favorite shows, their favorite songs, or whatever, and they can't even read or write. As much as, as um, you've got parents that are, are, are training their kids uh, to become athletes, that at the age, you know, from infancy, they got a football on their hand, got a basketball on their hand, um, uh, because the, the, the stability for the family, the stability for this child is going to be um, some type of athletics, some type of entertainment. Um, that that uh, hard work overcomes talent any day. That we will we we will pour into our, our our children, into every other philosophy, doctrine, um, uh, outlet. But then when it comes to the Bible, we, we've been we've been conditioned to say things like, "Well, I'll wait till they come of age before I want to force religion on them." I'll wait till they come uh, uh, until they get older, and they decide that's what they want to do. Then that's 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 what uh, I'll allow them to do, you know, behind like the freedom of religion or what have you. Imagine it says, and that from a child, that's no only scriptures. Now I was going to read the commentary. I guess I will since I'm here. When we go to the John Gill commentary, when we go to the John Gill commentary, you can you can look it up online. And there's, there's a, a, a lot of commentaries covering this, but I just came to the John Gill's commentary. Um, on 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, when the scripture says, and that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, the commentary of, of what he's going to break down now says this, and therefore must 
uh, must know that the doctrines um, he had learned were agreeable uh, to them. And so it, so is another reason why he should continue in them. Again, this was, was Paul talking to Timothy, all right? Now, the problem I want to get to, and it's coming, it says the Jews very early learned their children the Holy Scriptures, all right? So as Jews, remember, from Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4 down, it said that we were supposed to diligently teach our children the law and commandments of God, all right? Diligently, our children. We know from uh, uh, third, Second uh, John verse 4, there's no greater pleasure than that our children are walking in the truth, all right? Not, not in some, some jingle bells, not in some 12 days of Christmas, not in knowing uh, uh, the, the name of, all, of Santa's reindeer, but in understanding the scriptures. So it says the Jews very early learned their children in, uh, children the Holy Scriptures. Follow the Jew from the very, uh, it says, from their very infancy. A phrase pretty much the same uh, with this here used. It is a maxim with the Jews that when a child was five years of age, it was proper to teach them, teach him the scriptures. Well, brother, sister, when I first read this, again, I had my, my jaw on the floor. It says, it is, it is a maxim with the Jews that when a child was five years of age, it was proper to teach them, him the scriptures. If you look at the American educational system, at what age does a child enter nursery school? Right around five years of age. Maybe three years of age. Four, I mean four years of age. Then kindergarten, maybe you didn't do, uh, didn't do nursery school, but kindergarten, right there at five years of age. Because at six years old, you're hitting the first grade. So as much as we can teach our kids about um, see, 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 see Dick Run, some Dr. Seuss, some Cat in a Hat, some Green Eggs and Ham, there's a time when we were making sure our kids, they started getting taught the Bible, getting taught the scriptures at five years of age. If, you could, if we could teach them the alphabet, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, you damn right we could teach them Abagada Hawaza, Chataya, Kalamana, Saipa, Zakwarashata, the Hebrew alphabet. As much as we could teach them the rules uh, of the house, the rules of school, how to dress, we could teach them how to wear fringes. We could teach them the Ten Commandments. We can start teaching them the truth. As much as a child has, has learned how to, to, at the age, especially by the age of five, to get a, to, to get a cell phone, if they don't even have their own cell phone, to get a, a tablet, if they don't have their own tablet, um, any type of video game, and be able to know how to play that video game, turn it on, and it, the secret codes and secret whatever to video games at that, 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 that age, Guess what else they can be taught, should be taught, the scriptures. 
Now, try to bring this point out that that's not how we as Americans, that's not how Americans do things. Making sure a child knows the scriptures, and if you look at each of our individual lives, the scriptures was never first and foremost in our, in our, in our households. Religion might have been, but not the scriptures. Religion might have been heavy in your household, but religion got nothing to do with the Bible. Give an example. Maybe you, your, your family grew up as Methodists. Where's the word method in the Bible? You're not going to find it. Maybe you grew up Episcopalian. The only time you're going to find the word, you're not even going to find Episcopalian. You're going to find epistle. And the epistles were the letters that Paul wrote to the churches of the New Testament. But at no time did he call those people the Episcopalians. They were Corinthians. They were Ephesians. They were uh, Romans. They were Hebrews. They were Philippians. They weren't Episcopalians. And you already know, the word Catholic was nowhere in the Bible. I don't even know if the word Catholic is in the Catholic Bible. So I'm only saying this, that religion might have been heavy in your household, but not the Bible. Actually learning the scriptures That no, we didn't get that. That was never that was never first and foremost, and even to this day is 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 not really there. So again, now Second Timothy chapter three verse fifteen, and that from a child, thou hast known the holy scriptures. And I ain't talking about the Bible stories, because the Bible stories tell you that Noah took the animals on the ark two by two. But when you read the scriptures, that was the unclean animals Noah took on the ark was by twos. The clean animals he took by sevens. Now, if we don't know the scriptures, we won't have a clue what it means, unclean animals and clean animals. But we got Bible stories. I should say even better. We got Christian stories but we didn't get the scriptures. We got the Prince of Egypt, the cartoon, the Prince of Egypt. Remember when Moses came back to Egypt, he was 80 years old. When Moses left, after slaying an Egyptian that was, that, that, was, that was striking one of his Hebrew brothers, he was already 40 at that time. When Moses came back to give Pharaoh the message that God was going to free the Israelites to let my people go, they never showed you in the prince of Egypt that one of the signs that was given to the Israelites that God was going to be with the Israelites is that Moses' hand turned from dark to white. And then back again. 
they tell you about the, how, how he, he, Moses threw his rod down. Well, and even then, it should be Aaron threw his rod down. The magicians threw their rods down. All of them turned into serpents. And then Aaron's rod actually swallowed up and ate the magician's rod. We got stories, but we don't have scriptures. Why wasn't the color? Why wasn't the color there? They show you about the burning bush. But they don't show where most turn from dark to, to, to white in his hand and then back again. In the, in the, in the, in the Christian story, it, uh, they tell you that Moses, you know, we got to the Red Sea and the Red Sea parted. But when you read the scriptures, it took all night of the wind blowing all night. It wasn't immediate when we actually get the details of what the scripture actually says. So I'm just, again, I'm trying to say this, that we got religion. We didn't get scriptures as children. That now we might be assured and know what our salvation and how to get and secure our salvation, that's not been there. That's not been given to us. So again, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. And that from a child, thou hast known the Holy Scriptures. How important is it for as a child that we be taught the Scriptures from the time we are a child? And if we do like, like from what the, the commentary told us, from our infancy, the age of five, we're learning Scriptures. There's adults now. That comes up Christians that can't even name the books of the Bible. There's adults now that claim to be Christians that can't name the Ten Commandments. There's adults now that can't name the uh, Jesus Christ's twelve disciples of the New Testament. But somehow we've been sold this delusion that now we know what it takes to be saved? That now we have the wisdom and the knowledge of what it takes to be saved, but we don't know scriptures? We think we understand God's salvation and we don't no scriptures. Second Timothy chapter three verse Second Timothy chapter three verse fifteen. And that from a child, thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. As I get ready to wrap, wrap this show up, if you don't know the holy scriptures, there's no way you're gonna have know the wisdom. Of salvation. Now, when Paul wrote this to Timothy, what scriptures were available? Is what we know today as the Old Testament and the Apocrypha. If we don't search the Old Testament and the Apocrypha, 
There is absolutely no way on God's green earth, blue earth, that you may have the wisdom of what it takes, that you may have the wisdom or and the knowledge about God's salvation. It's impossible. There's no way you can understand what, what, what needs to be done, what's got to happen. What it is you got to put faith in? There's faith without works is that What works? You never understand what grace is. When God talks about that we're saved by grace. And who that grace is talking to and about. So that what you're banking on for what you think is salvation Like Christ said, there's going to be a lot of weeping and gnashing of teeth. There's going to be a lot of people upset that just swore that what they're doing is right and proper. And they're going to find out that everything they've been doing is in vain. All right, so with that, brothers and sisters, um, the time has come upon us. We, it is here. It is now 12 noon here in, in San Antonio. I'm going to go ahead and, um, uh, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and shut this class down uh, for today. As, as you've heard, got several phone calls from several different people. Um, need to get some, get, get some things. Um, um, Run some errands, get some things together. Uh, as a reminder, as far as the announcements, remember, sundown, December 18th. Sundown, December 18th is the beginning of Hanukkah. All right? Sundown, December 18th is the beginning of Hanukkah, and then Hanukkah does end sundown, December 25th. All right? Sundown of the 25th uh, begins the end of Hanukkah. All right? So with that, um, uh, thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, uh, please check out ISBHBK uh, YouTube channels from ISBHBK San Antonio, ISBHBK Houston, ISBHBK Norfolk, ISBHBK uh, Rochester. Uh, I know you. If you're on any type of YouTube, you you you, you probably can't escape IUIC. They 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 uh, they're doing a, a great job. They they get the algorithms up. Oh, they're doing it. Um, check them out. Uh, check out you know uh, Sakari. Just check out, check out, check out something. Study, get your scripture game up. If you're really worried about your salvation, if you really want to make, secure and make sure you're doing the right thing, get your study game up, get your scripture game up. All right? It doesn't have to just be here on blogtalkradio.com. Get your scripture game up. All right? Um, put your work in. Study, choice of approval unto God. A workman that needs not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Get your study game up, y'all. Get these scriptures in you. Feed your spirit. All right, the words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Feed your spirit. Feed them, um, search the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. All right? Got to get these. It, 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 you got to. We have to. Not you. We. We have to. 
right? So with that, I do want to thank everybody for tuning in. Whether you caught us live uh, on the blogtalkradio.com uh, podcast that we did, or you might be catching us on one of the, um, uh, of the archive shows, either on Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, um, iHeartRadio Podcast, or uh, Apple iTunes uh, Podcast. Thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, again, Hanukkah, um, sundown December 18th through sundown December 25th. Uh, join up with someone. Uh, whatever city you might be in or what have you, join in, join up, uh, congregate. That's what it is. It's a, it's a celebration for the dedication of the temple, uh, for us to rededicate ourselves to, to commemorate how the physical temple had been cleaned up and was rededicated back to the service of God. And we understand it to be in the spirit now for us to be cleaning up our, cleaning up our spirits, um, cleaning ourselves up from how we've been defiled and been polluted, and now we want to rededicate our bodies, rededicate our spirits, rededicate our diligence back to God, knowing, understanding that, know ye not that your bodies are the temple of God, then let's get back to, to cleaning up our bodies, cleaning up our minds, cleaning up our spirits, cleaning up our actions, repenting, and rededicating ourselves back to the Father, back to Christ. All right? So with that, thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, my name is Mashaba. Shalom. Israel.